Every mind matters, and it's time to start the conversation on Mind Over Matters. We're your hosts, Addison and Jesse, and we're here to dive into the complex and often misunderstood world of mental health. We're so excited to be here today speaking with Joey Goldstein. Joey is a freshman at Stevenson in Lincolnshire, and she is going to be sharing her journey with mental health. Uh, Hi, I'm Joey. Um, So I have been dealing with anxiety for a lot of my life, and uh, I've also been dealing with depression recently, and I'm very happy to discuss what I have gone through and my journey in general. Yeah, Yeah. we're really happy that you, we're really honored that you came here today and you're willing to speak. Um, first off, we just kind of want to get a sense of how you've been dealing with these challenges throughout your life and how they've impacted you personally. Um, well, I've had, like I said, I've had anxiety since I was little, and I've always just been nervous about everything. I overthought everything, yeah. like, way more than a young child <laughs> should. Um, I used to get so scared, even though I'm, so, I'm very close to my family, and I used to get scared out of nowhere that, like, they were all going to turn on me or something. Because mm-hmm. my brain was just telling me that I was alone. Mm. And it was telling me that everything around me, something was going to go wrong and something was going to make things bad. Yeah. And it, I didn't know what it was for most of my life. I was only diagnosed, like, two years ago during COVID, actually, with it. But I definitely had it my whole life. And it was really hard because especially when I was little in school I was never able to express why I was so scared of everything Mm -hmm. but I just kind of had to deal with it must have been very difficult (laughs) yeah I can imagine what were like how did you start to like recognize signs or like acknowledge that like you needed additional support maybe from your parents or like a more professional standpoint like well I When I was little, before I was diagnosed with anxiety, I went to a therapist because I was scared to sleep on my own, and my mom just thought it was just because I was a little kid. I think it is scared to be me. And it didn't really do anything, and if anything, it made me realize how much I was scared of other things, too. Mm. And we just kind of, I kind of stopped doing it, and it was, like, just something that happened. And then when I got to early middle school, I was having a lot of trouble making friends because I kept overthinking discussions and talking to people. So my mom decided to get me another therapist. (laughs) And so I've actually, I've been to like seven therapists in my life. Um, So I've been to a lot. Um, But I talked to this person and it helped a little. But by that point, there wasn't much I could do without realizing, like, what it actually was. Yeah. So, I, we kind of moved on from that, because, again, it was just something that happened. And then, over COVID, actually, I went into a really dark place. And so, actually, my father passed away when I was very little. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. It's fine. It's just life. Um... But my mother thought that it might be delayed grief that was happening at that point, and she decided to take me to another therapist. 
And that therapist realized that I had anxiety and that was what was sending me into that dark place. And it got really bad at those points. Um, And that's how it was realized and found out. And that was how I kind of was able to learn. Now I know a lot of coping skills. And um, I use a lot of fidgets and stuff like that. And it usually helps. You know, the pandemic sent so many people into such a dark place. Like being away from everything. Yeah. Very hard for everyone. Do you think you could share some of those coping skills? Or like one of them that's been like the Yes, of course. Um, I've also learned a bunch of CBT and DBT skills. Mm -hmm. CBT stands for... um, cognitive behavioral therapy and dbt stands for dialectical behavioral therapy um so a lot of those are fidgets are a big help if you're really anxious because like the tactile i bring bring, like putty to school yeah yeah um for me something that usually helps me there's a skill in dbt called self-soothe where if your emotions are really heightened you can take something like a mint or like an ice cube and hold it in your hands or have like the I like the sour icebreakers. Oh yeah. And use those and it's something that you're only thinking like it about. Triggers something. Yeah. Someone, I've heard of yeah, that. Yeah, once before. someone told me to put salt on my tongue. Yeah. And like yeah. like put a lot on it. And yeah. I've heard that like warheads help. Yeah. Something that I use a lot recently when I have like panic attacks sometimes at school, I use these candies, they're called Zots. Mm-hmm. They're super sour and they have like a fizzy inside, oh. uh-huh. so it like really shocks your system. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's so interesting. Yeah, so can you talk about like some of the steps that you've taken to prioritize your mental health and just like overall self care? Um. Well, I try to be aware of how I'm feeling all of the time uh, with the therapy that I'm in right now. I have to keep a daily, like, tracking of how my feelings are, which mm-hmm. really helps because then I can, like, know where I am, what I'm doing. Yeah. Taking time to check in. Yeah. The day. Uh, yeah. Especially because I'm a very busy person, and I like to be busy. Um, but I also make sure I meet with my therapist um, every other week. <coughs> Sorry, allergies. <laughs> um, and... I meet with the social worker at my school the weeks that I don't meet with my therapist. So I use that as kind of like a grounding, I know that there's someone there wherever I am. How do you feel the school in general has responded to like your mental health issues? So I the wellness center is mostly exercise equipment. Okay. So I don't use that particularly yeah. a lot. But Stevenson is really good with the accommodations because I already have a 504, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which is, like, a plan that has my accommodations in it that's sent out to all my teachers at the beginning of the year. Yeah. And that has, that I need fidgets, that I can take walking breaks around the hallways, stuff like that. And that's something that all my teachers have to, like, accept Mm -hmm. because it's just what's there Mm -hmm. for me. Yeah, and you feel the counselors at the school are good, too, and the social workers? I don't know about the other social workers. There's a lot. Yeah. I really like mine. She's really nice, and she's really good at talking to me and making sure that I'm okay. That's really important. I want to speak to my... I, like, don't talk to my counselor ever. Yeah. Especially about, like, things that are not, like, school-related. Yeah. So that's definitely something I should do, too. 
Yeah, I mean, those counselors at schools, I know most people think of them as just, like, purely academic, but they're also, like, social and emotional counselors, and so I think it's important that people acknowledge them as being both sides of that because they really can do both, and they're trained professionally to do both. Yeah. Um, Do you... What advice would you give to someone who you think is struggling with things like things that you've been struggling with or just anything else? Uh, Honestly, I think that it takes a while to feel like you're doing better. I kind of think of it as like a fake it till you make it, but don't fake it too much. Because if you fake it too much, you're pushing it down. And you don't want to push it down because it's harder to get it back up when you want to get rid of it. So if you... Push yourself to get out of your comfort zone and seem like you're doing better. It'll help you get it up a little. And then at that point, you can put in the hard work to learn skills that'll help you and do what you need to do to talk things through. Because when you're just used to pushing it down to seem like you're like everyone else, you can't move on. I think right now there's a lot of like, stigma and people are afraid to like seek out help or even just like admit to themselves or to others that they're struggling and that they need some sort of guidance and support so I think that's very important to be able to acknowledge it even around like going to therapy I feel like there's a stigma like a lot of my friends are reluctant to even see therapists because it's like oh you see a therapist like oh they're they're such a negative stigma surrounding it but it should really be embraced because you're strong enough to be going and seeking help and you're acknowledging that you're you want to improve and you want to get back to a better state and so there's real strength in doing that yeah kind of as you've been through this whole journey how have you felt that you've developed your strength and how have you really grown as a person um well so I was diagnosed with major depressive disorder about almost a little over a year ago mm-hmm. um and at that point I was so down on myself I would cry in my bed every night because I just couldn't handle the pressures of hanging out with people because it was also the first year back from COVID yeah and I couldn't handle the pressures of feeling that push because it was like I I have never been good at socializing with people but I had to do that, and I was also having, that was also when I was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes, and I was having so many pressures on me, and I was so down on myself, and I actually, I started medication around then, which was a big help for me, um, but only until it didn't help anymore, because mm-hmm. I feel like medication's a very important thing, I still take it, it's very important for me, but sometimes is not enough yeah Yeah. so what was happening was because of that I was putting less into therapy and I was relying on that and I ended up falling into a deeper hole and I ended up starting to Mm self-harm and that was probably part of the lowest parts for me last year um and it was really hard to get out of that because once you get there it's like you fall in a hole and there's no ladder But I ended up, I went to a place called Compass. I don't know if anyone's heard of that. Yeah, we're both familiar with it. Yeah. So I went there, and 
what they do is they do CBT and DBT skills, which is what I was talking about before. Mm-hmm. And it really pushes you to figure out why you're doing what you're doing. And I know that stuff like that doesn't work for everyone. It worked for me. And now I'm able to use those skills and I have medication to help push me along. So it's not just one or the other. And I feel like that's really important. Yeah, yeah. you feel the combination of the what's the cause behind this and the medication was really what helped you the most. Yes. Yeah. And it sounds like the therapy at Compass was also yes. very beneficial, which is so important. And then after I was there, I started at the therapy place that I'm at now, which is the Chicago DBT Institute. Mm-hmm. Uh, Just really, continuing the DBT. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's a very important form of therapy because what it is is dialectical, which is what the D stands for, is basically it means two things can exist at once. So it's you can want change, but you could also be happy with what you have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And those can both be true. Yeah. And that's a very important thing to know when you're struggling that you can be fine but you still should change because fine is not good yeah right you're still seeking improvement for sure yeah is there anything else that you really want people to know or share honestly just that it gets better it's hard it it i don't think anyone should say that it isn't hard because it's really hard Mm -hmm. but once you are able to learn what you need to do and be open to learning, because if you're not open to learning, you're not going to be able to help yourself at all. Yeah. Once you're able to do that, it gets a lot easier. Yeah. Uh, I think the only way that someone can get better is wanting to get better. Definitely. Thank you so much for sharing, and I'm really glad that you're feeling better and getting the help that you need and doing things that work for you because I think that's really important and I really appreciate you coming on here and talking to us. Yeah, your story was very empowering and we both appreciate your vulnerability today and for you sharing with us. So thank you so much. Thank you. Remember, seeking help for mental health is a sign of strength. If you or someone you love is struggling, don't hesitate to reach out for support. The National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is available 24-7 to call or text at 988. You are enough, you are not alone, and help is available. Take care of yourself and each other. Until next time. Mind over matters. Thanks for tuning in.